One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's Original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this special mailbag episode. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. I hope everyone had a very nice... Uh, holiday we're still in the holiday time yeah not over <laughs> it's not over final stretch we've got new mm-hmm. year new year's eve coming up mm-hmm. and this can be a, a very uh, anxious holiday for mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. there's a lot of anticipation mm-hmm. a lot of uh, thinking reflection yes on what how the year went and how you know mm-hmm. things can change and mm-hmm. with that comes a lot of stress i think totally right it's overwhelming yeah. yeah and you know just do what i do which is just give yourself a break <laughs> and you know just give yourself a break mm-hmm. a big old break give yourself the year off quit your the job whole year mm-hmm. stay you? at home uh-huh. Stay in bed and um, pick it up in 2024. <laughs> might want to let your friends and family know you plan on doing that so that that's they right. know. That's They'll right. figure they it out. Where is, They'll be where fine. They? They'll be fine. Aren't you uh, also the person, <laughs> Chris, who mm-hmm. waits a few months until you decide on your New Year's resolution? Yeah, I... <laughs> Um, I don't know. Is that you or is that me? Now I can't remember. Mm. (laughs) I know I I give myself a few weeks to really cement what that resolution is going to be. Right. Yeah, that is you. I'm very loosey-goosey with my resolutions. I'm very like, 
Um, I don't like to put a lot of pressure on myself at yeah. the beginning of January. I agree. That don't set yourself up to fail, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you want to do something, you don't have to wait until the new year. So true. You can kick off a thing any old time, any day. Any of the old year. time. Yeah. <laughs> Good habits are you can start forming them right away. That's right. right. Yeah. That's true. And, That's good advice. And also, like, if you find yourself going down the path of um, you know, maybe more self-critical or mm-hmm. negative oh, things. No. That's fine. You can go there, but then just to balance that out, go through the things that were good or joyful yeah. in, your, in your past ah, year to realize kind of like the ebbs and flows of of the times that we live in, you know? Kind such of good advice, yeah. Clayton. Yeah. And I, you know, think about things you're grateful for. Thanksgiving <laughs> is one day out of the year, but you should have right. a Thanksgiving for yourself every day you wake up. Well, you know, think, I think we, the three of us, need to start thinking about what our resolution is going to be. Mm. And, um, you know, maybe we'll let everyone know in on it once okay. the new year comes. Okay. You know? And, and m- maybe write in uh, if you're an Alarmy member out there who wants to share what your New Year's resolution is. is uh, perhaps it's to learn more about history and that's mm. a resolution we can help you yes with, mm-hmm. right for sure <laughs> yes. now we have gotten a lot of mail recently and it's really exciting because i love hearing from the alarmy this is the subject is holiday disasters and this is actually coming from eileen who uh wrote in with a holiday disaster now it'll It'll all become clear once I read her uh, email. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Alarmist. I love the fact that we are now pen friends. (laughs) I was walking home from work today and listening to your podcast on holiday disasters and was stunned to hear my earlier email to you. Mm -hmm. My first reaction was, oh, dear God, what did I do? (laughs) 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 it was absolutely fascinating to hear your take on what happened although i was fairly alarmed to hear that i was going into the alarmist jail without my brother (laughs) now if i remind everyone this was the the two siblings who got into a fight they were talking about 9-11 yes okay i honestly thought that you we should have both be in there although him first because he kept it up and i didn't (laughs) but you got it spot on as we say here in Britain it was all about sibling relationships rather than Mm 9-11 my husband, children and friends have been laughing all day about how total strangers could have gotten that so right (laughs) (laughs) I should add that we made it up that we made up as we always did he was after all my big brother He died totally without warning a few years ago. And I have to say, I know, while I miss him uh, on an hourly basis, I'm really, really glad he can never hear this podcast. (laughs) He would have murdered me. (laughs) Let's hope my other brother has been really busy this week. I gave away too many clues about who we all are. (laughs) Thanks for all your hard work on the podcast. I really love it. I especially love how comfortable you are with each other. It's like hearing a bunch of friends at the at the next table in the pub having a really good time. Okay, that's too British a reference, and I will, without a doubt, make you reevaluate who goes into the alarmist jail. But there you have it. Have a great holiday, and look looking forward to your one mil- millionth podcast. Take care, Eileen. 
The uh, person not in the alarmist jail by the absolute skin of her teeth. (laughs) Thank you, Eileen. And I think we should be careful here in responding to Eileen because this will we this is this this was would basically be a correspondence at this point. Like she said, we're pen friends. If we just keep responding just directly to Eileen, I don't know where the relationship would go from here. So I just I I mean I. I love hearing the the insight, and I love hearing if we were like right or wrong. Because right. you never know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I love too is like I want to give my our issues, Rebecca, our like skeletons in our closet. Just give them to some strangers, like anybody on the street. Go. Can you guys talk about this and solve it for us? Right. <laughs> that outside perspective might be exactly what you need. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm glad that Eileen, uh, you you and your brother uh, made up, and we're so sorry to hear about your loss. But um, we're we're also um, happy that um, you know we get to share and still talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Grateful to you for sharing yes. his story and and yes. your your story, your family, and uh, and if and, you do yeah. want to be in the alarmist jail, I'm sure you can write in with other things that you've done in your life <laughs> that get you in there. So well, just, we have a is lot that of- what you're? Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you wanted to be there, maybe. Yeah, we have volunteer opportunities where you can go and help with a lot of the rehabilitation going on. Um, but uh, thank you. And now this letter comes from Dina N. Uh, actually, it was a message they sent on Instagram, and this says, "Alarmist team, how are y'all doing?" I was listening to the Apple STEM controversy, and I believe it was Chris that brought up babies and umbilical cords. I brought up the discussion with my boyfriend who took my side that the STEM is not part of the Apple, so thankfully I don't have to break up with him. <laughs> wow. Who also brought up <laughs> Yeah. Who also brought up the baby part. Uh, here's the thing. When I brought it up with my sister, who is a postpartum nurse, she stated that the umbilical cord is part of the baby. Yep, mind blown. And then in her ultimate wisdom, she proceeded to explain why. And it made sense. Now, I'm an opera singer, so I'm not going to be able to explain this. But I, it basically has to do with the fact that nerves run through the cord into the heart and attach to the placenta. The placenta is which is not part of the baby, uh, then then we cut the cord. And when we cut the cord, the direction of the blood stream reverses itself so that now the blood goes through the lungs to get oxygenated. Hmm. Or something to that effect. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Sounds... I know, th- yeah. <laughs> I know there are nurses out there who are screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> If you choose to read this out loud, I can only apologize, uh, but it blew my mind and I wanted to pass it along. P.S. Thank you um, again for the support on that half marathon. Oh, yes, uh, she did. She ran a half marathon and uh, we uh, supported her run and she's going to be training for a full marathon. So good cool. luck with that. Awesome. Dina, thank you for writing in and thank mm-hmm. you for this- discussing it with your sister. Yeah, this um, Apple stem thing is not going to go away. I, I know. Like. I feel like it's part of the show now. <laughs> We're just going to have to check in every couple episodes. I would say my little alarm is that the show is not going to be about tragedies anymore. It's just going to be about figuring if a stem is part of an apple. Yes. Over a course of many, many years, this will just become a deep dive into the anatomy of an apple. 
exactly. You know what? We should get a, a special guest expert on apples. We should have an ep- episode about is a stem part of the apple, the tra- tragedy of. I mean, we've already... Yeah, we already have done several. Done that. Yeah. I think we need more expert opinions. Yeah, I guess here. you're right. Right. We do need that guest expert. That's what we're known for. Now, Chris, do you remember the umbilical cord? Yeah, the argument you were ma- we were making was that it's not part of the baby and uh and Dina's saying that her sister who's a, you know, postpartum nurse is saying right. it is part of the baby. So It is part of the baby it until it's cuts, not part of well, the baby. Well, it again, it's it's it it, it it's one example of trying to win the sorry, you know, I was, you know, basically <laughs> trying to win the argument, but I still don't know that it goes the full extent to prove that the stem is part of the apple. Well, it's a different, it's a different organism too, right? Uh-huh. Like an umbilical well, cord sure and a stem, true. like an apple doesn't have a heartbeat or like a blood flow. No. Mm-mm. You Not do need the stem. No. It, it grows off of the stem. Mm-hmm. That's where it's getting its sustenance from. The I mean, here we are. This is the it, thing. I mean, we're again, just going to start talking about this. Now, <laughs> can't do now this. when we when when you think about it, though, like what is the stem pumping into the apple? It's got there's got to be some sort of flow. I mean, it might not bleed. Apple juice, water, water. Everything is water. Everything comes from the ocean. Let's just say that we're all of the well, ocean. I don't even know because there's so, it's too salty. I don't think I think that would kill the apple. Ocean water would kill an app an apple tree. That much, but we there can is agree on. There's sodium. Everything mm-hmm. has like some level of sodium, right? Like we have a lot of sodium in good. our bodies. It's this part of our good. anatomy. This is good. See what's happened? Yeah. I don't know. We need to move on from this because we're not going to be able to figure this out. Look, nope. In this sitting, and we need to. We have other things. You know, and our regardless. New Year's resolution is to not get stuck in the apple debate, or maybe to decide it once and for all. You guys know where I stand, <laughs> but um, which is I'm very not uh, I'm very pro stem is not part of the apple. Mm-hmm. Pro no stem. Pro, <laughs> pro okay. no vote no on stem, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm willing to hope it uh, open it up to experts and, and hear more um, information about this. Regardless, I think it's very interesting that an umbilical cord is part of the baby. And then once it's cut, the it's like the, the blood just kind of like goes back in. Mm. And it's now up to the baby to have the blood flow. Incredible design. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Either evolution or God. We're not mm-hmm. going to pick a side, but TBD. either way, yeah. that's crazy. Good job. <laughs> yeah. right. Good job, whatever it is. And thank you, Dina, for writing in. Now, this is coming from Michelle, and uh, this is a message on Instagram as well. Michelle writes, hi, Alarmies. I just listened to your episode on Kitty Genovese and heard you discuss the nine, that 911 hadn't been inst- instituted and that we never really know how or why services like that get started. I thought you might be interested. We have 911 because of, a, of the single-handed efforts of a congressman named J. Edward Rush. A Democrat from Indiana. Yes, they exist. I grew up hearing about the history of 911 because Ed was my grandpa. He was told that a a single number would be too hard to implement. He disagreed and contacted police chiefs and mayors around the country until a consensus was reached that, yes, it would be incredibly helpful for saving lives. Sadly, the Internet isn't full of accurate historical info, but... 
Give him a Google. Uh, he was a pretty great guy. Hmm. Okay. So granddaughter of uh, one of the people that is responsible for 911. Yeah. 911, which is, that's how the alarm gets rung. You first have to dial 911, and then the dispatch tells whatever department, and then the alar- they sound the alarm. Yes. I-, I would actually say the alarm starts with you. You need to, you have your own alarm that you're like, ding, ding, ding. No, that's, that's true. a problem. And then you dial 911. Right. But it's part of the alarm process for sure. Mm-hmm. Wee-oo, wee-oo. I was talking about that alarm. <laughs> oh, wee-oo, oh, oh. wee-oo, the cops. wee-oo. Or the ambulance. Correct. Or right. Fire right. department. Bebo, bebo. <laughs> we don't even need sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. There's all, I, that sounds like a car alarm. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard a cop with that alarm. <laughs> well, thank you, Eddie. Roush or Rush? It's Maybe R- Roush. Yeah, R O U U S H mm-hmm. for for those who want to give J Edward Roush a Google search. And thank you for thank you for nine one one. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We got another message from Aaron on Instagram. And Aaron uh, also was writing about uh, regarding the Kitty Genovese uh, episode. I go back and forth. I say Genovese or Genovese? Genovese, I think. I think it's Genovese. But then uh, our guest expert was Genovese. She was Italian and, and she called her Genovese. Mm. So I guess we'll go with that. Anyway, Aaron. Just keep <laughs> rotating back and forth between, between the two and you'll be right half the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Aaron writes in, hi, Rebecca, Clayton, and Chris. Love today's episode. I'm wondering if you can, if you think you'll give Sophia the big clap for being with Kitty during her last moments. Have a great one. This is Sophia, the, the woman who ran to Kitty's side mm-hmm. until the ambulance got there um, and was really with, and was a friend of Kitty's. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I think uh, what Aaron's saying here is an opportunity for the big clap. Yeah. Yeah. We, lo- we love uh, a big clap. And this feels do. like a good one. Do you, would you agree? I do because, you know, it's very, uh, com- you know, she ran toward the mm, the horror the danger yeah the danger mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's very brave of people to do that um and and to uh be a sense of comfort even when there's not much left to do or not not really much you can do mm. yeah i do i do think sophia deserves the big clap so should we uh, call it right here in the middle of this mailbag yeah okay, let's do it <laughs> sophia farrar you're getting the big clap Well, that's nice. I love when the alarmy reminds us of missed opportunities. You know, oversight happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the Swiss cheese uh, theory. Yeah. We need everybody is, on. That, this is why alert. we need the alarmy. Mm-hmm. This is why we need the alarmy. <laughs> <laughs> so this letter is a uh, letter email who writes letters these days you guys oh my god could you imagine if we got letters i mean that would be cool if, should we get a p.o box I, that I, would be yeah. so cool i mean that would be really cool handwritten letter mm-hmm. but then you'd have to be wary of p.o sabotage box you know oh, sab- poisoned mail <laughs> oh this is the right. alarmist after all people could this be mad is, about our verdicts yeah, this would this is, true. this is the exact moment where we would blame whoever decided to get the p.o box mm-hmm. it's chris well, it's me. <laughs> it's Chris. But because yeah. we are the alarmist, we're not going to get um, one. It's Chris. Great. Okay. Glad we uh, figured that out so fast. Great. Easy peasy. I just saved your lives, technically. Well, Thank we'll you. stick to email for now. Or you saved mine. Yeah. Okay. This is coming from John Cyphers. And John says, hey, team, been a fan since 2021 and listened to all the episodes Love hearing about sometimes obscure occurrences or just misunderstood narratives that y'all can suss out. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southern. We got some Southerners, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not used to saying y'all. Anyways, I, did, I didn't I did see it had been done in uh, past episodes, and it's more of a longer-term topic versus one incident, but I recently watched Do- Dope Sick on Hulu oh, yeah. and some other documentaries and wanted to know if, if y'all would take on the opioid epidemic slash crisis. Yep. The show's documentaries were eye-opening uh, on what caused this issue and how it's still a problem. I can already see capitalism getting the big slap, mm-hmm. but think it, it would be a, a great topic to inform our audience on the realities because I think the majority of the public, like me, doesn't know what really kicked this issue into gear and why it has staying power now. Yeah. Thanks, John. This is a biggie. It's yeah. a big one. It's also it to current the list. and still happening, right. which which that always makes it a little hard because is we, that we, technically we, history? I guess. Uh, well, we could like do history unfolding. Like right. the Sacklers would be. Oh yeah, you know, a great yeah. episode. They would be up there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a, it's a very. I think I agree. It's a really important subject, ongoing for sure. I would love to do it. I, I, I also you have to give it a little time to 
for all of the reports and the findings to come out mm-hmm. so that we could really have more of a, an informed uh, sentencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll put it on the list. And sadly, it, it like uh, John said, it is, uh, it's an ongoing issue. Hopefully we can tackle it soon because it will be in the past is what I mean. Hope so. Me too. Thanks, John, for your recommendation. Now, this is coming from Emma Macy. And Emma says, hello, big fan of the show. Would love to hear you guys do the Galveston hurricane of 1900 or the tragedies that occurred while building the Plaza Hotel. Keep Hmm. up the good, keep up the awesome work. And then she did an emoji of a hug, a little hug emoji. Oh, which is really cute. That is really cute. Mm -hmm. The tragedies that occurred while Building the Plaza Hotel sounds fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. And the hur- hurric- a hurricane in, ni- in the 1900s? Yeah, geez. What? No, I'm looking what? at some of the pictures online. It's crazy. Of what? The hurricane? The Galveston. A Galveston. Oh. Hurricane. No. That's I'm in South Texas, right? East, East Galveston Texas? Galveston is south. Yeah. Texas. Correct. I think I know that they- because of the jinx that there was a scene oh. on the jinx. Remember that? He goes to Galveston, I think. Oh. They're, they also had another hurricane recently. I forget which mm. one. It's the Gulf. Ugh. Right. It's mm-hmm. hard to be on the Gulf because you just get a lot of hurricanes. And on the Atlantic. So I guess it's hard to be like anywhere. <laughs> You're not safe anywhere. Okay. Let's just keep that in mind, everyone. Okay. Thank hurricanes you so much, there, Emma. Tornadoes here. <laughs> earthquakes over there. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Wildfires. Fires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't escape it. This is coming from Caitlin. Caitlin says, hello, I just found your podcast and I'm only nine episodes in and I'm hooked. I'd I'd love y'all to cover Korean Flight 801. I first learned about this incident in Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, and would love Mm. to hear your take. Uh, It was fascinating from an interpersonal communication standpoint. I tried to make sure that you haven't already covered it and didn't see it listed, but feel free to ignore this if uh, it's already on your radar. No pun intended, of course. Mm. Thanks, Caitlin. This is fascinating, too. I remember the, in the book, too, they talk a lot about the um, the hierarchy. And like it's like a cultural thing, like the respecting the captain and not second-guessing the captain's judgment oh. and how like that kind of affected you know, the decisions that were made or not made, which resulted in the death of so many people. It's very fascinating. Oh, so um, you've read like, the book, Clayton. Maybe I just we'll remember have you that on element. As a guest expert. Really? Yeah. I, I I'll see if I'm available, but you'll skip the reach out. Yeah, skip the first episode and then we'll have you on in the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have Alex reach out to you. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty booked. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. We're gonna put that on our list. Okay, now we have a letter from uh, Deputy Chris. All right. Mm. You guys uh, might remember Deputy Chris. He writes in often. Mm-hmm. Puts in a lot of hours at the alarmist yes, jail. Yes, he does. No. Really <laughs> very, he's very involved, Dedicated. <laughs> involved. in the jail. <laughs> um, okay. This one is uh, subject uh, renovations. Mm. Greetings, alarmed leaders. Been a little quiet lately, so I've been doing a little work around the alarmist jail. 
I cocked the cells of both hubris and toxic masculinity, and neither has gotten out in a little while. I also have been working on revamping the gift shop. We still have a good amount of ever-given garden gnomes. I have also introduced a line of novelty products. We have the Donner Party Frozen Socks Christmas ones. Oh, my God. (laughs) Perfect for a flocked tree. (laughs) The Hindenburg Cigarette Lighters and Wind-Up Bulldozer Tanks. Okay. I've been trying to get some interesting. Uh, I just want to say these were not approved by right. me. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, okay. I've been trying to get some food items, but everyone in here who can cook cannot be trusted. Right. Mm-hmm. Truth. But I think I have a deal worked out with the recent guest hosts, Jalapa Salsa, to set up a display. Seem like good folks. That's <laughs> nice. Right. Just on a side note, you haven't you have gotten God and Jesus on the board a few times, and now you got General Douglas MacArthur up there. You know who has never gotten close to being on the board? Rhymes with Mittler. Just saying, yours in alarm, Deputy Chris. Yep. I was Deputy- thinking Bet Midler when you read that for some right. reason. <laughs> but now I realize <laughs> I was like, why is Bet Midler gonna why be? Why would we go after her? <laughs> Chris has this thing with Bette Midler. American institution. (laughs) Poor Bette. No, we've, we, uh, actually, we have one coming up where they probably will be up on the board, right, Clayton? We we have a great lineup, Clayton and I. We uh, do. And and, uh, our uh, associate producer, Alex Paul, have been talking about what's coming up in the new year. Mm -hmm. And we've got some well-known ones but i feel like we have a a, a bunch of lesser known tragedies yes. mm-hmm. coming there's up, right? opportunities to address this really gross oversight on our part i think right yeah. and trust me we are on to him we're on to a big him. day yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bit, we are building a special cell yes, yes. We'll get for, it just takes time to set up properly that's all it is he will not once he's in he will not get out mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so thank you, Deputy Chris, for your hard work. This is coming from Kate B. And Kate says, uh, the subject is Siegfried and Roy and zoo culture. I just wanted to point out, like, I have, we've gotten a few uh, new listeners mm-hmm. recently. And I feel like a lot of them are starting from the beginning. And so yes. it's really fun when now that they're writing in, you know, with years Siegfried later. and Roy. Yeah. yeah, this is like almost three years later. I'm like, what did we oh, talk yeah. about? That? <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because, you know, it gives us uh, an opportunity to uh, have a little, get a little refresher. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kate says, Hello, Rebecca and crew. I just started listening to your podcast and I'm loving it. While I know this episode was released years ago, I did want to stick up for zoos briefly. I'm an avid animal lover. This is interesting because we've talked about zoos multiple yeah. times. She's, um, she's got, uh, you know, this, that Siegfried and Roy episode is not the only time we discuss mm. uh, zoos. 
I'm an avid animal lover and I had hesitation about zoos before a friend convinced me to try volunteering. As it turns out, accredited zoos are really incredible for animal welfare. It is a common misconception that animals are still being taken out of the wild. In general, that only happens if the animal is not going to survive on their own or if there is severe species endangerment. One other note is that while most people would prefer having animals live happily in the wild, more and more species are at risk due to things like climate change and increasing urbanization of formerly wild spaces. Zoos serve a vital function not only in preserving some incredible species, but also building empathy and spreading education for how people can prevent some of these devastating impacts on animals that are still in the wild. Finally, accredited zoos have insanely high standards they are required to meet for animal welfare. They are fed extremely high-quality organic food, they get enrichment, and a certain portion of profits have to go towards conservation efforts. It's still not the same as being in the wild, of course, but it's much more than some greedy people locking up animals. There are definitely a subset of zoos that aren't accredited Mm -hmm. that I definitely think are shady and some that maybe try but are too small to have the resources to meet the uh, accreditation requirements, even if they still meet most of uh, the other requirements. Anyways, your show is wonderful. Zoos aren't all bad. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Kate B. writing in from Seattle, Washington. Yeah, when they hit you with that... You know it's hard. It's hard uh, to argue, all right, because what 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 is happening to wildlife habitats around the world is due to, like she said, urbanization or agriculture, etc. It's basically our yeah, fault. like so we're, we're destroying habitats. Yeah, we're you destroying know? it. So let's build a thing that's not going to save you because we kind of messed up with your right. Zoos are just sort of, you know, I mean, they're easy to hate on them, but when you look broadly at the behavior of humans and and the way we treated the planet, it's not not great. Right. Well, I, I I'm reminded of the guest expert we had for the a toddler that fell into yes. um the uh, Harambe, the death mm-hmm. of Harambe and the the Cincinnati Zoo toddler incident, and this was Mark. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Beckoff. And mm-hmm. he talked to us uh, when he was talking to us about, I mean, he was a, an expert more on a coyote and like wildlife right. slash urbanization and, right. and mm-hmm. how that mm-hmm. affected the wildlife. Um, but he, I remember him saying over and over, I, I know a lot of people who work in zoos and they're really good people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who try really hard in zoos. You know, he kept reiterating that, which... Mm-hmm. And he worked closely with those right. people. Um, so I think what Kate's talking about is like, obviously, this isn't a black and white issue. Right. Um, this isn't a simple. It's not as simple as it may seem. Mm-hmm. No, no. there. Yeah. And I, I appreciate her calling out like, you know, there are different. There's a subset of other zoos, you know, like right. there are people who are taking advantage of animals for profit, right. like a circus, for example, might like be considered something that might be exploiting animals for mm, not so great reasons but there are other people who are actually trying to save species and you know do something good that right if with without that input these animals would be in more danger so i get it and those shady zoos kind of give the other zoos that are bad name a bad yeah rep. right so that's hard now we'll, we'll save the rest for 
our next mailbag episode. Thank you to everyone who's written. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to discuss before we go was everyone has been writing in sending us links to articles about the the with about the news about the the Lockerbie bomb suspect who just got into uh got in US custody. Really? Yes. Hmm. So when did this happen? This happened like a few days ago. Oh, I mean, wow. By the time this comes out, it, it pro- probably like a month or so ago. A lot of people have sent me links. This is a particular link from uh, an article in The Guardian that said, Lockerbie bomb suspect in U.S. custody was abducted from home by a warlord. Warlord, mm. sorry. Mohammed Abu- Abugela Masood, accused by U.S. of having set timer for a bomb that destroyed the Boeing 747, killing 270 people in 1988. Yes. He was a, a former Libyan intelligence operative accused of prepping the bomb that brought down the Pan Am Flight 103. Which we recently covered. Yes, and he was uh, he's in custody. I guess he was taken from his home by a notorious warlord in Libya. Hmm, Um, And he was then held detained by an armed militia for two weeks. And then the U.S. government took him into custody. Incredible. Hmm. There's updates on that tragedy. Yeah. And like we said, we're like, it seems like it's still ongoing. Yeah. I remember hearing this in the news, too. Uh, and I'm glad that the listeners are sending, you know, you know, it's it's exciting to kind of hear that like, oh, wow, we were just talking about this ongoing thing and that there's yeah. like some hopefully some closure for the families of the victims. I know that's got to be hard that it's still coming up and they still mm-hmm. haven't um, settled. But at the same time, you do want it to be the right people, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, you want to make sure everyone is held accountable. Um so l- sounds like it's ongoing and and uh it's a good opportunity to re-listen to that episode and get some backstory on mm-hmm. on what happened. That's all we've got for now. I want to re- remind everyone to rate, review and subscribe. I know I sound like a broken record and you're probably really annoyed by me, but it helps us keep ears and eyes on the podcast. No one understands the algorithm. But uh, if if we can stay and 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 be on the comedy charts or all the all of the Apple podcast charts, that helps get new listeners. And you know our goal here at the Alarmy. I mean, it perhaps it it will be my um, New Year's resolution is to finally hit one million episodes. Right. You guys think I can do it? Yeah, I've I think said, that's possible. I've said a couple long weekends, and we should be able to get there. <laughs> We just what need some you, superhuman. Said? I've said before, we're going to have to come up with some kind of um, time warp because the actual amount of time it would take for us to record that many episodes yeah. is maybe well and beyond what this earth is even capable of existing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think I you're being to, a little negative. I, agree to disagree I feel like we can you. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked at the numbers hard, but I, I, I would agree to disagree. Yeah. And don't don't look at the numbers. Um, it's better that we don't. Clayton, mm-hmm. could you give us an example of what a a, a quick, easy five star yes. review might look like? Yes. On Apple Podcasts, it says, uh, "Whoa, hidden gem! This podcast is amazing. I heard about it on the Office Ladies Pod, and I was looking for a new podcast to binge after Metaphysical Milkshake sadly came to an end. 
As a journalist ooh, ooh. and lover of history and news, this is exactly what I was looking for. Informative, entertaining, and enjoyable to listen to. And that is from Jordan I. Fun. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. I, I love how it start, says, whoa. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Surprised. Whoa. We surprised whoa. them. Whoa. <laughs> they, they're surprised how much they're enjoying The Alarmist. Mm-hmm. Hey. We'll take that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Thank you to everyone. We hope you have a happy and healthy new year. And stay tuned because next week we're going to be discussing the French pharmaceutical diet pill scandal. Erios. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.